0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. I saw with the analytics and numbers of the Rebel Yoshev on the Parsha that I re-released last week, that there was an audience out there that is interested in hearing again uh, the ideas of Rebbe Yoshev. Uh, this is the recording that was made two years ago. I still think it's it's quite relevant. Um, it's, there's halacha. There's also a sense of Rabbi Yoshev's understanding of the world. His understanding not only of Shaduchim, as you're going to hear in the latter part of the program, but also his belief in humanity, his belief in humanity's ability to change, uh, which will be surprising. And I think in general, Rabbi Yoshev's take on the Chumash and the Parshish reveals someone who was very, very broad-minded and understood things in ways that most people wouldn't expect from someone who lives right off Meir Shorim and and lived such a, a secluded... ...on the Parsha. And here we have in Parsha's of uh, the Pesach says, Moshe has this incredible job to begin the... Um, negotiations to get Beneis roll out. Um, we all know what occurs, Rav says, that there's a give and take. Paros gives a little and then he comes back on it. And of course, HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew that was going to happen, that there was going to be this process and it would only be at the very end by Choshech and Bachoros, the paro of, uh, uh, accedes to the demand, but there's going to be this yes, no, you can't leave. Suravilioshev so asks a very simple question. This whole back and forth is strange. Right? What does it say in the parsha? Moshe was 80, Aaron was 83 when they spoke to Paro. They're 83 years old. Hashem knows that Paro's going to be stubborn. They could do, who knows what they could do. Rabbi Yoshev understood what it means to use your every second for something. The truth is, is that God knows Paro's brains. And God could come up with a maca that could obviously change Paro's mind right away, whatever it is. And we know he hardens Paro's heart and this. But the truth is, is that you basically could have one giant maca that God could unleash. And it would be very exciting. And that would have been it. Whatever it was, I don't know, Godzilla coming and stomping on everybody. Uh, you know, who knows what it, what could have been? A, a giant comet? Who knows? So, Revel Yoshev, again, these are the type of questions like, like, like you, it's, can you ask that question? Yeah, you can ask such a question. Ulam Kvaris Hiroi Son Atar Revel Yoshev says, what does it say? tataiv mitzriki Ger Hayisi barzo.
1: Now, we
0: can't hate him totally. We he can't be something disgusting to us. We know that a Gyoris mitzri is allowed, even a, a, a male mitzri is allowed into the third generation. We can't hate them forever and say we'll never forgive them. They're not a molek Why? Kigir, oh, you see, beartzo, so. you're yeah, far to live there. Rashi says in Parashas Ki say they were terrible to us. They, they, they allowed our children to die. They were the storm troopers. They forced us, according to the Ramban, to throw our own children in. But either way, we lived in Mitzrayim when there was a famine they probably would not have been able normally to survive the conditions that were in Canaan had they not been there so revel yoshiv says can you hear what this is that's the terrorist That's we have to the pusik tells of to tova, and, and 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 allow him into our world allow him to become a jew not hate him even though if you take a look at what his grandparents did. Look what his country was about. So you see that we don't hate the Mitzrim. We don't hold against them. Yes, we don't hold against them this hatred forever. We have our Khorasatov, right? And basically, as Revel Yoshev says, it's not just get the Mitzrim. It was teaching something. Every Maka was meant, Rebel Yoshim said, to be like a shir das. Shir das is, in the yeshiva terms, a musr. Something to learn from the event, to take out, that changes you emotionally and intellectually. This was a chance. And we have to know, human beings have to be given a chance to understand, to see the error of their ways. Look at the Pesach. I'm going to send all my Makas. Why? What did he mean? Ba'avur Teda Ki All these who can keep on talking about, you need to know, Paro. I think you as a human being can change. I think you and your people can come to recognize a great truth. I want you to be able to know who I to understand the power of God. I want you to be able to be able to spread the story years later about the power of God. Which means what Rav says. Not just that all, we we don't give up on any humans, especially someone who God had allowed an incredible power. God had given Paro the ability to be a brutal dictator that decreed the death of human beings for no reason. Paro needs to know that there is an accounting to be held. Paro needs to learn that even though he got away with murder beforehand, he shouldn't think less didn't the less he needs to know you, you, that, that there is an accounting to be held. And everyone, no matter what, it doesn't have to be the Jews, we believe humanity has to be taught and can absorb a lesson. Yavru Shmonim and there's going to be Dam again. And if you think about it, look at what the Makos say, Rabbi Yosham says. When the Makos came and got Paro to the end of his rope, Paro screamed, we see that it was working in a way. That Paro it Paro was sincere. He realized the error of his ways. And then, of course, when that stopped, as we know, he went back to it. He said, Oh. No. Paro Ravlyoshev says the Makos need or are, are a lesson for Paro and his enablers to feel, to sense that these are the last days that he's going to be able to do what he wants. He sees everything Moshe has said happens and he realizes that he will be forced to give in. And you can see that although Paro did not learn his lesson, Paro is a person that even though every fact on the ground saw his end coming and saw that the B'nai Yisrael were on their way to leave, who his amites lahachzik as bnei yisrael the low l'shalchem yerzo zuhi trunas haish shachai kol yomav bedera haklokolot he lives as a evil um, negative wrong headed completely crooked way of life even in the last minutes, he doesn't change. What do we learn from this, Rebbe Yoshim says? We should not be like Paro. What are those hasros that we have? Not in Mitzrayim, but other Partios, of the tochocho, of doing mitzvahs, that Hashem will punish us. And we know Moshe's MS and the Torah's emes. Everything that Moshe said in the Tochacha, we saw happen in Nazi Europe and before during the Crusades. So this story, although God knew Paro wouldn't give in, is meant for us to know about what we need to stress towards humanity, what we need to, that humanity can change, that we have to give humanity the, the, the benefit of the doubt, that people can learn new ways of thinking. Paro didn't. But Paro not learning it is also a muster for us to not be that way. And the same way Paro didn't learn his lesson and what happened to him, we have got to take the Tochacha and all the parshas in the Torah where God is telling us through Moshe Rabbeinu, the mitzvahs we have to do, we have to realize to be scared and not feel that we can, well, I wasn't doing mitzvahs then and I seemed to be okay. That's what we have to realize. We cannot be like Paro and say, well, now it's okay. <laughs> now there's nobody sick. Now there's no more COVID. Now we've got the vaccine. I've got my job back. Okay, now I don't have to daven so stark. The story of, of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim and the back and forth between Moshe and and Paro, Happens sometimes within each of us. No, uh, atheist in a foxhole, as we know, right? But when things get, uh, different, when things get difficult, yeah, when things get difficult, all of a sudden we're davening stark. Things are okay. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I can go back to the way I was this parsha these three parshios really the end of shmos all through parshas veira and bo and even the mishavach teaching us about paros uh, uh akshanis is really something that we need to uh take in to ourselves Another uh, element that Rabbi Yoshev spoke about in this parsha was something that we learned. It's a, it's part of the parsha. A lot of people skip, but it's a very interesting thing halachically. So let's learn about that as well. Uh, now Nachshon does come up in the Torah later, um, but why is it that we need to know this now? So Amarova, the Gemara says in Baba Basra, If you want to marry someone, a good way to know what your children are going to be like is not her parents as much. Aminadov must have been a great person, really. Um, by the way... Isn't uh, he the one who jumped into the Yamsuf? Right, that was the brother who jumped in the Yamsuf. By the way, Aminadov was um, uh, we know the famous Nadav and Avihu. That's why he was called Nadav. Was he was named after his grandfather, right? Because Aaron's father-in-law was Ami Nadav, and Nadav, Aaron's son, was given a name connecting him to his grandfather. But it wasn't the grandfather that Aaron, his father-in-law, that the Torah says sold Aaron on Elisheva. But it was Nachshon, the one who jumped in the Yamsuf, Yes. Hanoseisha, check out the brother. The marshal explains why. Why is the brother the best way? Now I said before the brother is an indicator about the children. The marshal says, v'achayot mi betan brothers and sisters who were basically formed in the same womb true it was uh, DNA from the man and the woman the seed and the egg but probably they're similar and therefore probably he says whatever the brother is like that's probably a good indication what this woman is like too that is what uh, the marshal explains doesn't say it has to do with the baby. It says it has to do with what the mother is like. If you really want to know. Now, we know the marshal says we the uber starts off as a, an extension of the mother. And we also know that the body of the of the fetus really stems in many ways from the mother. Gufu shalom adam me imo. Okay, so. I, I guess in that sense, um, the brother is a good indicator. The Rambam does, and the Shulchanorach do not bring this as a halocha at all. They don't say, check out uh, the girl's brother. The Rav Elioshev quoted the Chuvis Maram Brisk. Why the Rambam doesn't quote it? Because. The Rambam held, even though it says tzorach livdok bacheha, that's the lashon. Take a look again. Hanosei ish tzorach, you're to be bodik. You're to be bodik. Like you have to, you know, do your research if there is a brother. But the, Mara, but the Rambam clearly doesn't hold. Tzorach means that it's just a good eitzah. What it all means is, is that that's the, a good thing to do. But there's no halacha that if the brother is a bum, that you shouldn't marry the girl. In fact, Rebel Yosef's Mechutin, he quoted his own Mechutin, the, the stipler, right, said right, because they both married sisters, the stipler held that if a person has a shidduch and the brother is not such a great guy, you don't have to say, oh, I I shouldn't marry the girl. You don't have to say, oh, the brother's in jail, the brother's a druggie, the brother went off the derech, I shouldn't marry the girl. The stiper used to tell people that, okay, look, it's a a midas chasidus to to check the brother out and only go out with a girl whose brother is so-and-so. But Rebel Yoshev even quoted the Maram Brisk, way before the stipler, who said it's not Likuv. And I guess this was important for, to, to hear Rebel Yoshev and the stipler say such things, because we know how picky people are when it comes to Shaduchim. Um, they asked Rebel Yoshev, okay, so it's not Ma'akev, but it's definitely, a, 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 you're not going to be machish, Chazal say it's the right thing to do. No, Yeah, that is the right thing to do, but don't, don't break the Shidduch just on that uh, account. Don't not go out with the girl because you heard something about the brother. Well, what about if there's two brothers? What about or, or four brothers? Two of them are Rosh and two of them are Hell's Angels. QAnon guys, maybe. <laughs> okay, so what do you do in that case? So Rebel Yoshev said, look, it's not Ma'akev. You got 50-50. Assume you got 50% of the brothers are okay. Don't assume, oh, oh uh, th- th- there's a problem here because of the other brother. His his brother-in-law, though, or the stipler said, even if, let's say, three of the brothers were off the derech and one was okay, you don't have to worry. Because... Um, one of the brothers is good. It says, check the brother. Yibduk b'achera. Now, you could say, means her brothers, not her brother. And you go with the Rove brothers. But, um, you know, the, the stipler once again felt that, again, both of these men were trying to get people not to be so mishuga when it comes to this thing of of shidduchem. Rebel Yosha was asked a different question, uh, in this uh, topic. There was a bocher that, um, they, there was a girl that they wanted him to go out with a certain bocher, and a bocher was a, a nice bentira, And she was considered from the top of her seminary class. So what did he do? He tried to find out, like Chazal say, to check her brother out. And she also, you know, also Chazal say, as we said before, that when it comes to the children, the children will be like the girl's brother. And it turns out that she has two brothers and neither of them are in learning. They're not, dumb, but they're known as very nice guys. They're known as very sweet guys. Okay but they're not really into learning and they're not that from. Okay. Now, I'm going to tell you here that this is Rebel Yashiv on the Parsha. This is not Kibalevich on the Parsha. All right. So please do not hate me for the psaq that you're going to hear from Rebel Yoshiv about this. Okay. And I'm actually going to make another comment here, although I, I am trying to be honest about Rebbe Yashiv. I, this is Rebel Yoshev's son-in-law who asked him the question, Reb Zilberstein. Let's hear Rebel Yoshev's answer. Okay. Kivelovich does not necessarily happy with Rebel Yoshev's answer here as much as I love Rebel Yoshev. Here's his answer. If he's not really from and he doesn't really learn Torah, don't tell me he's such a nice guy. That he's such a sweet guy. Again, don't throw stones at me here, people listening. Why? Because what does the Torah do? When you learn Torah, it changes you. It softens you. You're involved in mentally the Maimer Chazal that tells you how to be from, that tells you how to be medoctic, that tells you how to do off The Maimer Chazal that t- tells you how to how to be careful about another person. Shapes your attitude and softens you. Now, it's true you can have people who, even though they don't learn, are very sweet and kind, and they're they considerate. Their midos though are mitoch musrios, which means what they've been taught ethical behavior, and they've read about ethical behavior. They they uh, it's but not from the Torah. We know that people who just say my spirit is from a certain ethical humanistic perspective of human rights and what people deserve to be and treated, we know that that can turn on a dime. The Mishnah Pirkei Avot tribal Yishuv teaches that it says im ain taira ain heretz now look at Rebbe Yochanan Rebbe Yishuv says what does Rebbe want say on that mishnah someone who doesn't know Tyra, someone who doesn't learn taira ain o shalom heretz don't say oh he has great der heretz ki rave mitais atayvis sheyeish if you want to see what is good Midas, where you see the, the epitome of good Midas, how to practice good midais, you see it from the Torah. Like what Rabbeinu Yoyna says. Returning a, a, a mashkan every night to the person who, who needs it for his even though you just lent them a tremendous amount of money and this is the only way you have a, 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 an idea that he's going to give it back. The person worked for you and you give him a tremendous gift when you fire him Hanik Taniklo you see how careful you have to be in business constantly checking your your your, your scales how medoctic you have to be with money again throughout the Torah says you'll see it's teaching you what Derek Eretz is so if that's true if these guys are not into learning don't necessarily assume, oh, well, that's fine. Now, um, um, now they asked Rebel Yoshev, though, when he gave this Psak, what about Rabbi Akiva? Rabbi Akiva was the shepherd of, of, uh, of Kalba Savuah, and we know he was not a learned person, right? And, and we see um, that his daughter saw that even though he was not learned at all, that there was something special about him, he was kind. Um, and she went over to him and said, I'll marry you. And she says, If I will agree to be your Wife, will you go and, and start learning? And Rabbi Kivas said, Okay, I'll marry you. And because of that belief that this Rachel Baskal Basvuah had, that's and what did she see in him? She saw Midos and right, and therefore she took him even though he wasn't a ben Taira. Now, um, that's a good kasha in Rebel Yoshev, right? <laughs> so let's see what Rebel Yoshev's answer was about Rabbi Akiva. So Rebel Yoshev said, what did she see? She saw Tsunua Umayle. That's what the Gemara says. or Not a show-off. He understood not to push himself. Modest. She saw the potential. That that is the potential, not that he was a shalom in midos already, but those aspects of personality that he exhibited. Rabbi Yashim said can now be be the bulwark of what you base Torah and, of course, Midas Tovas as well. But he wasn't a great... He wasn't Muslim in his Midas. And the truth is, Rebel Yoshef says, he agreed to learn. Now, you could say it's because he wanted to be married to her. But she understood that there was a part of Rebekiva, despite the fact that Rebekiva had said he hated B'nai Torah, right? He didn't like them at all. He wanted to bite them and kill them. There was a part of him that actually yearned to be one of them. So Rachel Baskal Besua saw the potential and the fact that he was willing to take that step was the proof that he probably had it. Of course, he's still not the Balmidos that he needs to be until he learns, Rabbi Joshua says. But sometimes you have somebody who just doesn't want to learn. I just don't like learning. I don't like learning. I don't want to have a Seder. It's not for me. Okay, uh, for 10 minutes, that's it. I'll listen to the podcast, but that's it. The guy doesn't want to learn? So that, Rebel Yoshim says, mm-hmm. is not Mido T'ayvay. So don't use that as a, as a barometer uh, to say, oh, I should, <laughs> you know, that's a simon on, 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 on the girl. Because that's a mistake about what midas Davis is. Uh, just a little postscript to what we just said from Rebel Uh They asked him, um, "How about a year of um, Can you be a year again?" We, he seems to. He doesn't learn, but you know, he he seems to be very worried about doing averus. But we just can't get him to learn. So even that, Rebbe Yoshev said, even that, Rebbe Yoshev said, should not, should, <laughs> that's what Rebbe Yoshev said. A person doesn't want to learn, even though you see Zayari Shemayim, again, this is talking about checking the brother out. And Rebbe Yoshev, again, felt that, uh, uh, I have to tell you, here's my feeling. There's many people who don't want to learn. This is Kivilevich talking, not Rebbe Yoshev. There are many people who get turned off from learning. And that stays with them because of the rebellion they had. Now, some people are brilliant, like Rebbe Yoshev, and some people have a special Neshama, but there's a lot of kids out there who they don't want to learn because they're afraid of looking bad. They've had bad experiences. They are in a situation where they feel lower than everybody else around them. And because of that, if they find there's something else they're good at, that's what they get involved in. And therefore learning, and, and, and that's what I would say, Rabbi Yoshev is correct. Torah, every yid has a connection to Torah, and a person can become magnificent. Every person becomes greater through Torah. You just need to find the right teacher to connect a person. And sometimes I would say, especially in Eretz Yisrael, that where everything is extremely competitive, there isn't a lot of individual care that the fact that there's these kids who don't seem to be into learning is really more a fault of the system than it is the proof. Now, I, I agree with Erbil They'd be much better had they been able to learn. Okay. Anyway. That's my little two cents here. I think the audience here agrees with me, but I'm not sure if the people listening, you know, again, I I believe Rabbi Yoshev, if I could talk to him,
1: um, uh, Rabbi Kivelovich. I'm not going to talk much about, but I think it's, it goes to uh, the same thing I kind of uh, mentioned a while ago is in terms of leadership that a real that we're lacking a certain level of leadership. I don't want to name any names that encompasses all kinds of people that finds place of icon, not just throws out what doesn't fit within the person, within that, within the leader's ideal, but that's what it is. How do you the challenge is how they encompass all the different midot, their different approaches. To just throw out, yes, not everybody learns that way, and uh, right. some people, you know, they're different. It's such a variety of human being. I think uh, I, I hear a person talking like a father giving away his daughter and his emotions and his uh, ego, whatever, go in front, and it's necessary, I guess, in some respect. My, you know, my daughter is not marrying yet, so I'm not there yet. Well, well but, uh, there's a there's a that has to go above uh, the uh, the um, how do you call it? the the party the, uh, the I understand the, the, I, I want to tell you that's that a, I, a, that's I, what I'm not against I'm just saying yes for a certain quality it, it's required but okay I, let, I feel let, a certain sense here
0: let, let me let, let me put it uh, in a positive spin I think things are getting better and I think we're we are becoming more inventive with ways to reach even other kids in a way that they could love Torah in ways that maybe they weren't able up until now. And I think that's really what we got to work on. All right. Um, okay. They asked Rebel Yoshev, on the other hand, okay, All right. forget about the brother. What about the girl herself? We know Aaron got himself a plum with Elisheva. He said, okay, with the girl themselves, you're looking for Midas Tavis and Ashkov Tavis. And what that means is, she should be a Yorushamayim, a Baalismidos, and also she should have the right ashkof. Now, where is she going to get this ashkaf in Torah? Probably in a seminary, but <laughs> in Eretz Israel, but the right ashkof about what Torah is. On that subject, we have, of course, a Gemara that uh, uh, was in the Dafyomi recently. <laughs> A person should try to find the daughter of a Talmud Chacham. Why? Because grandpa's around. <laughs> grandpa's around, right? You don't know if you're always going to be there, so go to find a Bas Talmud Chacham. Now, even if grandpa's not around, you know that. Abbas Talmud Chacham knows how the kids should be raised. She had her father as a model. So either she's going to bring grandpa in, bring Saba in to help teach, or she's going to make sure, even though you're gone, that the kids are going to be Talmud Chacham, because that's what she saw in her house. But if you marry Abbas HaMaretz, the Gemara says, you're not sure what's going to be with your kids. So Rebel Yoshev was asked, we know into, into the, the, the period now that we have Beis Yaakov's and everything like that, uh, she, her father's not a Talmud but we see she's been trained in seminary. So Rebel Yoshev says, if you have a girl who's a, even if her father's not around, which is the simple pshat in the Gemara, <laughs> but the point is, are the kids going to get the right chinuch? It's not going to come from the grandfather per se. It'll come from the wife that's, that's there because the father has died or gone to the goas. So usually in the time of Chazal, the, there was no Beis Yaakovs, there was no breweries, there was no girls' schools. So where did the girl know what Torah uh, life was? From her father. Right? But if now we have other ways to inculcate within the girls in seminaries and other places, what it means? So even if her father is not a Talmud Chacham, um, it can work. And therefore, if she is a good girl and she has the right attitude about Torah, then you don't need you could you could almost you don't really need the idea of the father being a Talmud Chacham. And that's what Rebbe Yoshev said. It comes from learning in a Beis Yaakov or in a Burya, That's how you can, in a way, become like a Bas, like a Bas Talmud chacham, if that's what you have. You have that from there. Um, they asked Rebbe Yoshev, it says you have to do, you have to sell everything you have to, to marry a Bas Talmud Chacham. You have to actually, is that true? Like you have to sell everything you have? Um, so Rabbi Yoshev answered, okay, as we've learned before in, 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 in Mishnah Bureau learning, there's a big shiloh in the chronim, whether you even have tamidah chachamim today like that. So you don't really have to spend so much in order um, to do it. Um, however, Rabbi Yoshev says, we should still try to Get the best again. There might not be a Talmud Chacham that you're going to be Maspid on 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 a, uh, uh, on, a on, on, Hashanah, on 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 but you should still try to get someone who, in our generation, is considered a Talmud Chacham. That's still an important thing: is to try to get a Talmud Chacham. Um, they asked Rebel Yoshiv, okay let's say you can't get a Ba'as Talmud Chocham. If you go to the Gemara and that we just had, it says if you can't find a Ba'as Talmud Chocham, it should be a Godel Hador. If you can't find a Godel Hador, it should be Rosh hakneses. If you can't find Rosh hakneses, Gabay Tzedakah. If you don't have Gabay Tzedakah, find the Malam So, Rebel Yoshiv went through each one of these things and he said like this, a Godel Hador, the way the Merushonim explain, is someone who is your duo mufursim well that he does chassadim. Now, the reason why that's a second level, because it's a very good thing, and everybody knows that if you're involved in Chesed, the whole family is involved in Chesed. They see that you bring this person on for Shabbos, even when they have a home, they'll bring people in for Shabbos, etc. So that's a very uh, doing Chesed in the Makor of your family does influence what type of, of course, all the children in that family. A um Ador. I, I, um, however, means that it's not just chesed, it's not chesed of the family, it's big chesed things for the larger community. The Rosh HaKnisios, that means in one community. The, the G'dol they are involved in chesedim on the whole gamut of Jewish life. Whereas the, the Rosh HaKnisiot are in a certain group. The Gabbay stalker. a Gabbay is an important thing, but it's not about therapies. It's not about, um, uh, you know, making um, uh, Arachim houses and hospitals. Uh, it's not finding jobs for people. It's basically Gabbay stalker are people who give money. So that's a Madrega, but it's not on the same Madrega of Chesed. It's important to try to give monies to people, but it's not on the same level. And those are things which we do have there. and those are things that, that it is important to search for when it comes to trying to find um, you know, the right type of family if you can. And you should definitely make, you know again, to, to dis again, as great as the schools are, there's nothing as Rebel Yoshev knew that really replaces that type of model of what you have in your own home. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.